Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel Image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Thank you. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this hour-long look into comic book genius, Genius. uh, missed opportunities, uh, sci-fi, fantasy, yum-yums. Are you feeding me now, too? Yum-yums? We could. I could bring some snacks up in here. There we go. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Maybe for our 100th episode, we can can, have a big party. Pizza party? Big pizza party. I think we only have like maybe five more episodes. And then we're going on our short little break. And we're probably going on our short little break. Uh, We have a couple of uh, other episodes in the can for you. And then Rich and I are going to be trying to put together our... um, Panel. Our panel... um, for you can go ahead with that i'm like okay no, I, was, I wasn't going that route <laughs> oh and what then route you were said you going panel i was talking about our graphic shorts oh yeah which we do reviews little quick reviews on um on graphic, graphic novels. novels yeah that you should be reading um or at least trying that's both old and new because everything gets reprinted nowadays so uh but yes we are uh in talks to do a panel at and I'm so excited for this uh, San Francisco Comic Con uh, in September. So, wow! I don't know what we're gonna do it on, but um, Rich seems to be really intent on doing oh, something on fashion. You are so. I don't know why. You are I'm so like, fucking wrong. Uh huh. Like he seems to really want to do something with fashion. Well, you as Wonder Woman have to be there. Exactly, and I know that Rich is like pseudo fashionista yeah we all know me and my blue jeans boots and t-shirts that's so much in fashion it it is so you guys just kind of why don't you go to our facebook group the geek chat if you aren't a member you can go to the group section and search the geek chat and join and tell us what you think we should have a panel on um should we do a panel on uh social justice on tv <laughs> oh we don't need to do that again <laughs> that is the lost episode that no one will ever hear well i heard it and whew, it was a, it's a little rough it was an interesting episode to say the least so we have a good show for you lined up tonight we're going to be reviewing a bunch of marvel titles including the brand new civil war Two Zero, which sets up the battle between you know, the Marvel Universe versus each other, just like the last one. But this time it's going to be Captain Marvel versus Iron Man. Because, you know, Iron Man's always screwing up somewhere. Can we all just get along? We've got uh, some Spider-Man love, some Avengers love. The continuing final days of Superman. There's only a couple left. We'll be telling you about this issue, what we thought of it. Um, We will not be talking about Rebirth spoilers, though. Um, If you haven't heard the spoilers yet, then you must not go on the internet. No, we're not. You know, because the one thing I don't, the reason why I don't want to talk about it is because. We actually haven't read it yet. Exactly. That's the whole reason why yeah. I yeah. people are get losing their shit over something no one's read, and pretty much Jeff Johns has confirmed it because, um, so there's this ongoing battle against Rich Johnson from Bleeding Cool, who he didn't leak the story he just broke the story. There's a huge difference. He was not given the materials. He got it off 
I don't Reddit. Reddit. I don't even know what the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, Reddit. A Reddit uh, poster posted that he had it, and then posted some pictures uh, and no, stuff. No, no, he didn't post. He just said, "I have it. This is what this is what the spoilers are." People called him. They they called him out, and they're like, "Okay, pictures." And he are proved it. And then he posted pictures. So yeah. the, the thing that pisses me off, really quick, before we go into our lovely chat, is that I, as a retailer, don't even get this material because they don't want retailers to spoil it so they're going to give it to the press and someone in the press spoils it and people are saying dc did it well it, was a, are, it is a they said it was a, a press embargo uh-huh. and rich johnson did say that and that is big and so they had it but they were not able to say anything until this embargo was lifted yeah. but because it was leaked online through reddit the embargo was yeah. busted and so everyone could get it so i think i should be able to read books way in advance too just because I, I want to. I'm not so sure about that. I'm just more upset because because I just want to read it, you know. But again, I clicked the link, even though it's plastered on the front. I of sent it the to link, you, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. But even what you sent to me didn't really say much, and it didn't. It didn't like like some of the posts literally have pictures from yeah. the the book yeah, I know. that have been posted. I'm like, really, you're gonna fucking lead with that. So it's annoying. But so. we'll be reviewing it next Monday. I can't wait. We will wait. be reviewing it next Monday, and I honestly cannot wait either. Um, I probably will be knocking on your door tomorrow. <laughs> yep. So uh, what are we going to review first, Rich? So the first thing we're going to review comes from DC, the Hanna-Barbera New World. We're going to be reviewing Future Quest number one. So good. Yeah, you really liked it. Are, you gonna re- are we going to read Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, too? We have to. I, I I will I will do it for our listeners. I want to read that, and I want to read uh, Wacky Race. Well, I want to definitely read Wacky Cause, Raceland because that sounds like some weird Hanna Barbera meets Death Race. Death, yeah. Death Race two thousand. And they turned Penelope from this sweet little innocent girl to some like hooker. <laughs> they did. They did. She was all sweet and innocent. Because that's what we need. A hooker you know? Penelope. Yes, a hooker Penelope. Pit stop. Pit stop. Okay, so people are gonna go to her pit stop now. Huh? Oh. oh, so future quest number one. Uh, Jeff Parker was the writer. Evan Doc Shaner did uh, some pages for the art, and Steve the Dude Rude was the artist. Jordy Belair was the colorist. A L W Studios. Dave. Lanfear was the letterer, and the cover for the main uh, for the main cover was Evan Doc Shaner, which the cover is great. I that should be a poster because it just shows a lot of the people that are going to be in the book that aren't in it yet. So, but you get glimpses. To you that. did. I thought that was great. That was kind of weird. I was a little unsettled by that, and I'll tell you why later. Okay, so there's um we get. Kind of an origin story for Space Ghost, right away, and I kind of like that. Yeah, at first I didn't know that that was Space Ghost, though. I mean, I kind of they they never call him Space Ghost. Oh well, no, he's not it yet. Oh no, they call him by his real name. Which yeah. I, never, I never knew what his real name was, but then they you know when he gets the gauntlets and he starts using them, and then the person saves him by talking about the force field. I was like, oh my god, it is Space Ghost. Woo! And then you tittle a little, huh? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So we go from that right into the main story with Johnny Quick Quest. Sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking about Flash. Um, yes, and you know. Haji. They were both flying around, and you know his hot dad, and or one of his dads. Hey, that's his nanny. 
it's his, it's it's Race his, Bannon was just they're kind of like literally he was a glorified nanny. He I mean, was their lovers. Come on, he was he was gay. Look at him, <laughs> and the dog, and then I'm not gonna you know um, say yes or no to that. <laughs> Uh, I really liked it. It was and the dog. It's the dog that makes them gay. It was right? the dog that makes them gay. Yes, <laughs> I mean, little dog. If, aside of the fact that they're two older men with a, one son from a prior marriage, I'm assuming, or, or and then an orphan, to, and then an orphan that they adopted, and a quote unquote adopted, you know, brown baby. Yes. I'm like, okay, they they really are the picture perfect like gay family. Yeah, they're a gay and then couple. the dog just kind of like cements it down. Right? Yeah, the dog. Oh lord. Uh, we're introduced to Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. when you read that page, and it was done so beautifully by Steve Rude. uh, You you told me that you were thinking about that, but I read that today during break because I have jury duty. I'm so so sorry. So I was reading it during the break, and I'm sitting there, like in the in the courtroom. Uh, No, I was outside the courtroom, and I saw that, and he's yelling out Birdman. I wanted to do that, but I was like, I can't do that because I'm in the halls. Yeah, I'm in the the court. I can't do that. They'll arrest me. It'll get me out of jury duty, but I don't want to get arrested. So it just sets up that um, the main villain is trying to do something bad, and there's all these vortexes. And see, that was the thing. They're vortexes to other worlds, to where like the Herculoids and Mitaris and all those other people. See, I thought it was going to be more of a shared universe because it's obvious to me, at least I think, that um, Space Ghost. Space it, Ghost is is part of that shared universe, or did he come through a portal as well? We'll because find they out. end it with him being in the full yeah, space ready ghost, to kill. You know, so I'm I'm very excited to see where this goes. I like uh, that fear is in it. I wasn't the doctors in yeah doctors in. I wasn't a huge. I wasn't a huge Johnny Fest, you know. Quest. Johnny oh my Quest. goodness! Sorry. I wonder if Fan. Charles is going to call you out on all these names you're Johnny screwing Fest, up. Probably. Who knows? Um. Nothing getting them wrong and then pronouncing them wrong is two separate things. So. It shouldn't be. I think it is. But I'm intrigued. I think I really like I'm excited. And if you're not familiar with the creative team, during the whole convergence thing, Blah. they were the one they were the ones who did the uh Marvel family. Uh it was, it was the Marvel family crossover with Gotham by Gaslight, and they were the team that did that book, and that book was amazing. And I had hoped that they were going to do something with um the Shazam family or the Marvel family, and they didn't, of course. But I'm so happy to see them on this because this is this is everything else I could have dreamed of. So it is. Yeah, a this really is a good great book. start to Hanna Barbera DC shared universe. Agreed, 100. I cannot wait to read number two. Uh, you really should pick it up. Rich, do you have any more uh, about that, or no. you want our next comment? No. Do you have any more here in the? Story? Oh, I think we sold out. See, there you go, people. I mean, hopefully they're going to get a reorder of the number two, um, and you can get uh, number one and number two at the same time. So I, I implore you. Well, we are going to restock this because I, I thought it was a really good yes, book. Yes, because we don't want to get called out on the on the group anymore about not suggesting books or, or being blind. Well, we suggest a lot of books, and I'm glad. You know what? Um, Cole came in. He's a very nice guy, and he bought the book, but he was just giving me shit because I, know, I, I didn't. Know. I was giving I him did. shit, too. We love oh. you, Cole. All right, so next up on our little journey through comic books is going to be the Uncanny Avengers. Everything's got to be uncanny or... All new, all different. Just... Why can't we have same old boring? (laughs) The same old boring. 
Avengers. Or well, we have the Romper Room Avengers. I mean, they're they're all new, all different. And we have Char- the Romper Room. Uh, as Charles calls them. Yeah, the Romper Room X Men. The Romper Room X Men. I have, like, said that. Then we have then we have super old. Uh, we have super old uh, Squadron Supreme. <laughs> but they're all young. I know everyone's all young and crisp and. So, Uncanny Avengers number nine from Marvel Comics. The Man Who Fell to Earth, Chapter One. Jerry Duggan was the writer. Pepe Larraz was the artist. So excited. I'm such a huge fan of his. David Curiel is the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering. And the cover artist was Mark Bagley, Drew Hennessy, and Richard Eisenhoff, which I can't believe it took three of them to do this cover. It's crazy. Uh, it's clearly um, Bagley's art. I mean, you can just see it in the poses. So the man who fell to Earth, spoilers, is Hank Pym. He's back, and he has been bonded with Ultron. And not just bonded a little bit. He literally, the only thing keeping this dude alive now, except for his head and part of his chest, is Ultron. Yeah, it's like a Borg Queen kind of thing going on right now. It was really cool. I will say the picture of him showing yes. that it's it, it's keeping him alive because the Avengers are like, well, they really don't trust him because it's Ultron. And, and Hank Pym. Yeah, and they're like, well, you need to separate. You need to separate. You need to separate. And he's well, like... Well, it was just Captain America saying that and then Deadpool was just kind of like his cheerleader. And I was like, Cap, why are you being such a dick? Like, I know you got young and all, but... Calm your tits, girl. <laughs> like, Calm your tits, Because it's like, girl. seriously, he literally is like, oh, hey, uh, you know, you need to do this. And then he's all like, Cable, I need you to do this. And I understand being proactive and like keeping, but that's a little well, much. But think about it. Remember last week when we read, uh, we read the, the Romper Room Avengers and they were all, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. And then they said a name and they're like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, when doing doing the new J, uh, Wa- the new the wasp. wasp came out, and she said her mother's name, and Jarvis is all like pacified. And yep. I'm like, what? So for this, you know, I like the fact that they they used Rogue to keep him busy, and I, it's kind of funny. Deadpool paling around with Captain America, fighting crime together. I I just find that really hysterical. Um, the Unity Squad. Then comes, and I like the fact that they were using a code word when Rogue contacted them. Like it's some, it's some pretty smart writing in the way of a team. Uh, and then we see, um, it's funny in the last, well, the last thing we read where they were bringing the Wasp's daughter or the new Wasp to see um, Janet. Well, here Captain America just calls Janet. I was like, okay. I'm not going to call Janet and be like, hey, your daughter's here. You're not your daughter, your stepdaughter. Your stepdaughter. What did you think of the Gambit Rogue part? Oh, that was nice. Considering think, we got but it, it was faked funny, out that last in, time. Because that happened in like issue four. So it's good that he... But it was the fake one. Yes. It, it was, was the, the Red Skull. Red Skull using, her tele- using his telekinetics or tele- telepathy to make her see, right, make Rogue see Gambit. So I think it was good. And I love that Gambit is still kind of like playing that... You know, hey, Moshari, blah blah blah, and she's like, nope, and then she, you know, you know, foils his crime. It's Pepe I mean, Le Pew and a cat, basically. <laughs> it really was. That's mm-hmm. a really great analogy. I really felt that, and I was like, okay, you know. So but you, I've always liked their romance, though. I've always, I've always liked their romance. Yeah, it's a bad romance. Very so bad. 
you were saying about the next issue and covers really mean nothing anymore to comic books. That's a sad that's a sad thing we have to face that you know the next issue shows Hank trying to fight Ultron's control and you had some thoughts on that. What what, what would you like to share with our listeners? Well, I want to address some before we say that, I want to address some things that have been said in the in the chat. Oh boy. Cuz we can have chat. And so So if know, you're wondering what chat is, if you're listening to this like on iTunes or something, every Monday we do this show live and you can go to MixLR, look up the Geek Chat, become a member, you have to become a member, right? Uh, to do what? To comment. No. Oh, well, you don't have to become no, a member. Well, we had people that actually did, so I'm very happy. But like, you can chat with us live as well. So so what are the people in the chat room saying? Well, El Chucko. Um, <laughs> El, El Chuckstorio <laughs> says that uh, I'm correct that mispronouncing the names and saying a different name is to... You know, completely different things. I think yeah. you can guess who that is. So. Yeah, and then uh-huh. uh, and then Frank says, you know, he's coming off of Ultron cries or crisis. Ultron crisis. Captain America is justified in being a bit like cautious when dealing with Hank and Ultron. I agree. Um, but when he said like, you know, Ultron cries, I just kept thinking that old Jodeci song. I cry. Don't I watch sing. out. Don't sing too much. So they're standing in the desert, and I'm like, oh shit. You know, they merged. But I like Casey and Jojo merged. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra Casey Jojo. <laughs> Casey Jojo. Um, Kill. K Joe. Um, anyway, I thought that was a great book. Um, the thing that I didn't like is the next cover you see like Hank Pym fighting his Ultron half. So I really hope that they don't immediately go into um, this dual crisis between Hank and Ultron. You want it on the back burner. Let it simmer a little. Let it simmer for a minute. Um, I like. I've always been a Hank Pym, Hank Pym fan. Um, and when Dan Slott was writing them in uh, Mighty Avengers, like I really liked that series. Although a lot of people didn't like it. I hated the art. I know, but I liked that series and what they were and what he was trying to do with Hank Pym. And I I read uh. Avengers AI. I hated that art too. I know, but I I liked so so. I'm happy to see him back. But then he's kind of a little bit manic, and then uh, the way he blew his um the memorial memorial up. He's like, I'm not dead, but you. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Ha 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 ha. I want burgers. Yeah. And then Stanley's like, Damn, I got to clean up that. Like, okay, they didn't need to have a Stanley cameo in that. I'm sorry, I didn't need that, but it was cute. It was fun. Um, but I do think that I want to see him i want to see since the whole family is back now i want to see the new wasp interact with the old wasp let's and I have see that Hank, be a, a mini series yeah the whole family so here's the thing see, I'm, here's the thing I'm what's hoping, the thing i'm hoping that we get jacosta back oh that would be a family you know? wouldn't that be great you know if 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 you know hank goes to janet and is like i'm just so sorry you know but i'm this weird hybrid borg thing because he literally looked like the borg queen when he when he disassembled and showed them like i totally thought he was like it was so borg but it looked really cool because i love pepe la Raza. but i was like okay you know you have you know you're more machine than man now What's going to happen? Domo Arigato. Mr. Roboto. Oh, I was going to say Mr. Hank Pym Roboto. Ultra, no. <laughs> Ultra Roboto Hank Pym person. So thingy. we're two for two. We like two books so far. 
Um, Frank says they don't have time for back burner stories anymore. Too many events. I that's, would agree. That's sir. the sad part. I would agree. That is because you know Hank Pym and Ultron could have their own civil war against each other. That would be a that'd be a. And El Chuckarino says, "I want the old wasp back." Oh Jesus! Well, she's dead. So <laughs> she's not dead. I know, but she's shrunk down. You know what there. she is? She's designing some clothes. Ugly clothes. Anyway, um, so next book we're going to read is Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Just Spider-Man. Does whatever a... Spider can. Um, I wish he had something like Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, because the white Spider-Man has amazing Spider-Man. Why does the black, black, half black, half Puerto Rican Spider-Man just, just get to be Spider-Man? Huh? Why can't he have an adjective on his... Anyway, so <laughs> uh, Spider-Man... As I stare at him blankly... You don't know my pain. Anyway, uh, number four. Uh, your pain when you try to get in that spandex? <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never wearing that costume for you again. <laughs> yes, you are. Swear to God. Yes, you are. Uh, Spider-Man, number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, artist is Sarah Pacelli. Fantastic. Uh, inking assists, meaning Sarah Pacelli probably did some of her inks, and then uh, Giantino uh, Carlucci did the inking assists justin ponsoir did the colors and lettering is by vc's Corey pettit um and cover art was by sarah uh, uh pacelli and justin ponsoir okay what real quick getting what? into what we talked about with the last issue of that cover that green guy does not even appear at all in the book well neither is she Right, so and um, that's why I think it's funny. We talk about yeah. covers. This cover is pretty to look at, and you get you you would you if you weren't buying the book regularly might pick it up because you're like, oh, oh yeah. who are these characters? Only to find none of them are in the book. Well, you see like Hammerhead in the center, and you see Black Cat in the upper left, and, and is that supposed to be the new Electro? I think it is. But I thought the new Electro was a girl. Unless uh, maybe they're going to have there's multiple Electros now. Who knows? Multiple Spider Mans. Yep. Um, and, and then, and then in the in the foreground, you see uh, Spider Man's ready to uh, flip. Yeah, ready to flip his. Well, flip. he actually already has because he's. They're all covered in flip. So flip. So anyway, <laughs> um, so this, this is an odd issue. This is an odd coming out story. It I was. was very surprised by um, someone outing someone else. I was like, "How are you going to do a brother like that?" Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is Genki, uh, Miles's best friend is going crazy i don't think after this they kind of sounded like they kind of did sound a little bit like they were they like, were breaking up no not they were breaking up but that they were having this like lover's quarrel oh yeah i was getting this, a lot this is of a that. very gay issue yeah oh well, there's, there's there's a lot of you know, homoerotic things. i wouldn't even say this no homo <sighs> there's a isms. lot of i think there's just a lot of coding going on you know or people or, or people can see or read as coding but I mean, it's not I mean, they're using coded uh, coded words and, and, and subtext to kind of tell two stories. Right. One that's really happening and then, like, something that you could infer if you didn't know the characters. Or Do you think Genki's the- gay? No. I don't think he is at all. You know, and I think that's why they can kind of play with these themes. So Genki is is basically talking to Miles at I mean the whole really the most of the the whole story takes place in the cafeteria in which Genki is is trying to get Miles to talk to him about uh, gold balls gold balls <laughs> just just you saying gold balls is funny uh, going to gold Ooh, catch. going to see gold balls because gold balls now goes to uh, his high school. Um, 
because Gold Balls left the X-Men, but he is famous enough to be known, so he's kind of letting people know that, hey, I'm Gold Balls, and I guess for some reason uh, Bendis really has a hard-on for Gold Balls. I don't know. So, <laughs> so, so what happens is Genki is trying to get Miles to help him uh, introduce him because he feels Miles is cool because he is skinny. And Genki's like feeling he's feeling like shamed because or feeling some kind of shame or that he might be shamed because he's he's bigger. He's so we got a kid. he says you're skinny and black and I'm fat and Asian. Yeah. And that he, is the two. That is what they're fighting over. Basically. Yeah. And and Genki is like, look, you know, you're cooler, you know, than I am. And I believe that you should help me talk to him because I don't feel. And so I, I don't feel comfortable going up there by myself. And so. Uh, Miles is rebuttaling, saying, "No, you know, it's not harder. Like I'm black and Puerto Rican." So they went into about people crossing the street. Yes, about and it's it's like he's bringing real world situations yeah. into it. Yeah, um, but I think that was underlining only because um, underlined because Genki wanted to meet him, and then when Gold Balls, I, one of his balls kind of like smashed <laughs> into their plate. <laughs> And splashed food all over Genki. Gold Balls comes over and like apologizes, and then that kind of starts the conversation. I hate when balls fall in my food. Yes, or or <laughs> fly across your nose. Anyway, uh, much like food. Um, so Genki basically says to Gold Balls, he tells Gold Balls who Spider Man is. Yeah, he just outs him right. And again, this is in cafeteria are they whispering no they're like oh by the way miles Miles is is a superhero and so the reason why he did this though which really pisses off uh miles is because he wants he wants miles to have have a friend a superhero friend that he can talk to because he is worried that miles is imploding he's not he's not holding the balance so it kind of so Rich and I were like, oh, this is kind of like if you get outed by a friend of yours to another gay person because you want you, you want to help that person feel okay or feel secure or whatever. So it's this weird kind of thing that Bendis is trying, and I'm thinking it's working because they're they're youth, and and I can totally see youth doing this and being weird. I've had friends in which this has happened to at, because they're gay. I mean, in the cult, in the, in the gay aspect of it like i had friends that have been outed to other friends you know even when they were not outed so even though when they were not out so i can kind of understand a little bit what's going on about that so so for me it's a, it's just the new avenue that that he's exploring and i really like that i'm like okay you know so is gold balls gonna join the avengers or is just gonna be uh relegated to just being in spider-man i don't know i love when he asked genki if they were a couple yes and he's like no you know but he didn't really seem like upset about that question, though. No, because I think, I think that he might be, and I think he has a thing for gold balls. No, well, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst. And it wasn't thing. all just high school CW but stuff. They were both chubby, though. That's the thing I kill because because gold balls is kind of a heavy set guy too. So I was yeah. just like, ganky, really ganky, but well, I don't know. some men are attracted to bigger men. Mm. And now they're, they're bunking together. Uh-huh. That's that's code word for. Do you want to sleep with that's me? That's code. For that's code know. for sleep with me. But the, honestly, the, I thought it was a great issue. But the ending was just kind of seemed kind of forced to it, me. I was gonna say. So three quarters of the episode was all about this drama, and then boom, we get missiles for like five pages. It was the longest. Bam! And then the last couple pages, we finally understand. Okay, Hammerhead shows up. 
And then the next issue shows Black Cat and Spider-Man falling off a building. I don't know. Um, it was a good issue. Yes. <laughs> I I love this book. I love where it's going. I thought I had a rocky start, but it's... I'm so smiling. glad that Grandma wasn't in this episode. I can't wait for her to come back. I, uh, I want to see more of that. I don't. I want to see some of that Cosby parenting. So the next book we're going to read is, uh, we're going to review is The Final Days of Superman. Part seven. S- part seven. Superman and Wonder Woman, though it is Supergirl and Wonder Woman on the cover. And the the preface is burn and burn and burn in love. It's just burning love, but it's kind of funny. So That's and- what happens when you don't have condoms on. <laughs> I'm just saying. So Superman 52 uh, ends it. So there's one more issue to go. Okay, so for this one, uh, it's uh, The Final Day of Superman, Part 7, Fire Line. Stories and words by Peter J. Tomazzi, uh, artist by my boy Jorge Jimenez, I love him. Uh, colors by Alvarado Sanchez, letters by Bob Lay, covered by Carl Kessel. Um, yeah, it's a big old showdown between the fake Superman who for some reason has a jacket on. He didn't have a jacket on the original, which is, no. I was, that's one of the continuity things I was like, really? You put a jacket on him, but whatever. Jackets it got cold. cold out there. Jackets when he's on fire, but it's a little cold. cold. They you know? do. Yeah. Um, so, Superboy wore one. The <laughs> so Avengers, like, remember the Avengers wore jackets for a while? The X-Men had jackets? The X-Men had jackets. And now fake Superman. And now fake Superman. Um, so in this one, we see Batman and Superman uh, and Wonder Woman square off against against the fake Clark Kent Superman person who believes that he has to kill the imposter, which is uh, the new 52 uh, Superman, which is fine. He is kind of an imposter, but um, so they fight, but Batman is told to take Lois away. So that way new 52 Lois is safe while pre 52 Superman (laughs) and pre 52 Lois and their son fly off to pre Superman's, Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude, uh, which he lied to pre-52 Lois and kept from her as a way to protect them just in case this shit happened. And it happened, so she should shut the hell up and be thankful. I agree. Um, But Superman, of course, is losing his powers and is trying to uh, defeat him, but he is having a hard time. And Lois is... um, Sorry, Wonder Woman is, is also trying to help him Batman comes back after dropping off Lois at a bank at, at a gas station. <laughs> well, that was kind of funny because Batman's uh, Batcopter is just kind of hovering there, and then the guy comes out and he's like, "Fill her up," and I was like, "Really?" And I don't know. Um, it's yes, a fight scene. yes, Paul, I agree. There's a lot going on in this whole yes, book. Yes, it's a it's but it, it's just a it's mostly just a fight scene though. I mean, it's mostly just a fight scene between Superman, Wonder Woman, and um, uh, Imposter Superman. Superman. And I mean, it's cute. It's pretty. I really like, you know, Jimenez's art. It's fantastic, uh, in my opinion. He was the artist for uh, Earth, Earth One, Two, Earth Two, Society, Earth so, Five. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, not my Earth Two. <laughs> again, it's uh, it's just a fight scene between the two of them. What kills me is there's one issue left. What the hell? When oh, are they like going to start Supergirl wrapping? When are they going to start wrapping this up? I don't know. But Supergirl shows up. Supergirl's like, "Hey, you know, she's trying to get because she's losing her powers too, but she leaves to help her cousin. But she's probably going to get overpowered too." I and then cannot wait until that panty shield is gone. <laughs> so I don't know. 
Um, it's keeping the narrative going um, a little bit. Again, it was just a giant fight scene. I'm assuming Superman's going to die in the next issue. Or maybe maybe Chinese Superman's going to show up and help him. I don't know. But at this point, I'm interested in anything to happen. Aren't you, Rich? Yes, I can't wait until it's over. Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube. But again, always search the Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search the Geek Chat. All right, Rich, what's next on the agenda? All new Wolverine, number eight. Schnick, schnick, schnick. Schnick, schnick, schnick. Uh, the- hold on, hold on. Did you ever? Did you hear that? Uh, did you ever read that one comic in which uh, Nightcrawler? Uh, no, it's Kitty Pride. Basically said his his claws did never made that. That was just him saying that all the time to scare people. That's but funny. That, I thought that was really clever. So, Snick. Uh, Tom Taylor was the writer. Marcio Takara was the artist. Jordan Boyd was the color art. VC's Corey Pettit did the letters. Manny Medaros did the production design. And Bangle, whom you love, did the cover art. Which was great. I do. I like the cover art. I wish Bangle was inside, but Bangle's now doing the Adventures of Supergirl, so he can't do this. Um, yeah, so it follows <laughs> yeah, Laura <so. laughs> and her sidekick and the Wolverine. Maria Hill breaks in. Maria Hill needs her help. She don't want to go. She goes. They find old Wolverine is eaten by something. There's a pheromone. Fing fam foom attacks. She dives in the end. Well, no, there was other things. <laughs> this thing about a number 24 everything. Yeah. The number 24 everything, it's like some secret. Like, I don't live in New York. So if there's any New Yorkers that listen to us, what is a, what is it, a, a special 24 or some shit like that? I'm looking. I don't know. 25 with chicken. Yeah, 25 with chicken. I'm assuming it's some kind of a uh, Asian noodle dish because later in the ep- later in the issue- She's eating them. She's eating it. So I'm like, okay. But everyone raves about it. So I kind of want to get me some. I love my chicken. Um, you do love your chicken. So there's a fing fang pheromone out there. And uh, they're trying to weaponize it, I'm assuming, in order to get Fing Fang Foom to appear out of nowhere. He really did appear out of nowhere and try to kill people because of it. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But sure, I'm in for the ride. Like, you can't. I love Fing Fang Foom. You know, a giant dragon in purple underwear. I mean, yeah. that's cute. Yeah, that's cute to me. How does he put his underwear on? One, One leg, leg at a time. time. <laughs> like you and me. No discrimination here, scrub. Nope. Um it was cute. It was a cute book. Um, I can't wait until we see the belly of the beast and Wolvie and Wolvie meet. So, yes, because uh, I, I doubt the artist and the production design are both white, but okay. I'm offended by that. Anyway, so yeah, um, and then they believe that because there is a pheromone um, 
most likely old man Logan. They call him old, the old man. They refuse to call him Wolverine because she is the new Wolverine. And they refuse to call him Logan because their Logan died. So he's just referred to as the old man. And the old man was helping Maria Hill track down this pheromone. Um, and then he went missing. And so, you know, Sarah um, deduces that he is inside Fing Fang Foom. So she's going to jump inside of Fing Fang Foom and um, I guess search for him. I don't know. When people say that funny books are too dark and grim, they're not reading the right ones. Because <laughs> this one, this had a lot of humor in it. So what do you think about the sidekick? Hi, you asked me that because I am so sick of fucking sidekicks in all the Marvel comics. Seems every, almost every, I don't want to say every, I don't want to be one of those people. But it seems like their new thing was sidekicks. Everyone's got a sidekick. I guess it helps tell the story. Well, well it's just like a little her. She's her genetic, she's her clone. So Silver Surfer has one. Well, it Squirrel helps. Girl has one. Well, think about it like this: it's it's Miles has one because that's the that's the everyday person's um, entrance. Angela into, has one. Yeah, everyone has one. Um, so over but it. That's what it is. It it is the person that the every the every every person can relate to. If they can't relate to the to the character, the main character. Because well, then of something's the, wrong because no. in the back in the day. Wolverine never well he did have a sidekick Thank he always you. hit Jubilee but when he was going off on his murder sprees he didn't because he had a solo issue for that and yes well and uh, uh Kitty Pride was his was his uh sidekick before then and then Jubilee and, he's yeah. had a lot of them exactly that's just he's dirty the, that's just the the happen that's that's the theme that they do you know so you can hate it all you want but it's that true. was not funny I will get you back for that you won't be seeing it coming though so, regardless of that, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with Fing Fang Foom. I hope that uh, they don't kill him or her. I don't know. Oh my Fing God, they're still so not going to kill him or her. Um, it. They're probably just going to poop him out or something. That's right. I hope they do that. I hope they do it like they poop because it's usually like, <sighs> oh my, oh my God. God, Fing Fang Foom sneezed and there we go. It's like, no, I want them to see them like get pooped out. If they're going to go there, that's the thing. You never really see a giant. Like someone goes inside of a giant, I mean, I would think that they'd be able to survive because of the stomach acids within Fing Feng Foom. Can he breathe fire? I don't even think he can. I don't think he breathes fire. But anyway, I would think that they would get inside, and because of their regenerative properties, they'd be able to survive the acids in his stomach. Maybe they're on a little raft. You never know. I mean, maybe like he a, swallowed something. And- maybe like it's a full-on Pinocchio kind of story thing. You know, they gotta. There's like a whole colony living inside of Fing Fing Foom. That would be cool. What's next, Rich? Thank you. (laughs) We're going to do May from Dark Horse Comics. It's number one, and it is Gene Ha's book. Um, It's actually a really good book. So the story and art was by Gene Ha. Color assistance was Rose McLean. Letters, Xander Cannon. And then there's two pinups, one by Brandon Graham, who you love, mm-hmm. and Amanda Connor. I have to say, Rich, you are not my sidekick because you refuse to wear the booties and the and the tights. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I hate you all. Your wrath, my wrath, there you is. shall feel soon. <laughs> Your wrath is going to rain or That's something. That's right. Here you go. What'd you think of it? You talk about it first. I loved this book. Yes. When they when she said when the daughter sorry when the sister, sister. came back and said I was the queen of a band of roaming cats talking I was, cats talking cats I was like let's do this 
I love it. Bring it I on. I love this. It reminded me a lot of, so the art in some places, do you remember Chris Bacala when he, how he used to draw? It yes. looked that way. There's a couple really strong pages and it's not a slight on, uh, uh, Gene Ha. I love Gene Ha's art. I've loved Gene Ha for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's finally putting something out that's his own is great. Well, his style's a lot different, too, from oh, what yeah. he did with uh, Top Ten and a couple of his other books. So this, this is, is more fantasy. It yeah, fits totally with the story. Definitely more fantasy. It's it's much more uh, heavy painted, too. Mm -hmm. You know, the color, the color scheme. The sister looked amazing. Yes. But it is a fantasy story. Uh, a portal of, story. Yeah, but it's kind of like uh, Birthright a little bit, but for girls. Do you notice that? I was kind of getting a little Birthright from it. Uh, mm. Because she was, you remember, the daughter, the sister was mad because the daughter, the other sister left for a while, for like five years. She came back. She wasn't hyper-aged, but she had came back and she had those two little like Thor-like Thor axes things. like they Because they had like the, the blades on one side and like a hammer on the other side was kind of her weapons. And she, they're like, where did you She's go? She's talking about Where'd her battles. Go? Yeah, and she like fought this tyrant and did this and became a queen of these cats and and they're like, I don't know. You're kind of drunk. I don't believe you. And then they get assaulted by a weird gnome thing, gnome, whatever it is, cat-like gnome thing that's tracking them. Ugh, just fantasy. It's great. It's just it's a really good book. It was a. It was really nice to read in the middle of all the superhero stuff for me. Like, I read it. I think I read it before or after All New Wolverine. And, so it was just a nice break, something new and fresh, because it is a, a new story. I liked it. I really recommend this book. I loved it, and I cannot wait to see the cats, the talking cats, because you know they're going to end up going to the world where she Oh, was, yeah, they have to. You know, and I wonder where what the... See, and then the... They the, talk about where they go, too, how she got there. Yeah, but if you remember, at the beginning of the prologue, before it said, like, nine years ago, and then the sister was talking about... Um, but sister was like she's gone again, so she's probably been going back and forth to this world a couple of times because she, uh, the other, the sister found her box of that stuff. little talking scarab and was talking so cool. So and I'm he had a little, he had a little pocket watch in uh -huh. the front of him. Some weird Jiminy Cricket kind of thing going on. It's a lot going on, but it it worked. <laughs> See, there's a lot of concept going on, but it's fairly simple about what happened. So, well, it's straightforward. This yeah. literally tells you. There's no guessing. It lays everything out and is going to allow you to go on the journey with May because May hasn't been there. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to see... Another sidekick. Another, <laughs> another sidekick. <laughs> that is true. Remember again, that she is, she is the person that is going to be... She's the every person that tells... That 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 the person the reader can relate to. It's, it's a normal trope that's used all the time. Right. You know. And we both liked it. Yes. We liked it, a lot of the books this week. Yeah, we really did. It was a banner week for uh, comics in general. And Yay. now we're going to talk about... Civil War Two. Hmm. Remember that I'm feeling? Hold on, hold on. Remember <laughs> that feeling of all the books we just liked? You know what? I'm not going to... I'm not, not going to trash I'm not going to harsh it too much. I'm not. Because I know someone, some people in the chat probably really enjoyed it. I know Charles did. You know why? Because <laughs> the beginning starts off in a, in a, in a courtroom. In a courtroom. I had problems with that courtroom scene, though. Okay, we'll get into that. Let's get into this Ooh, first. I had problems with it. Here you go. No, you can do it. I read the last one. Do it. I read the last do one. It. Do it. You have a better voice than I do. Ew. All righty. So <laughs> it is 
Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, cover artist is uh, Olivier Coppel, who is fantastic, one of my favorite artists. Uh, color artist is Justin Ponsor. Letters and production was by VCs uh, Clayton Cowles. A cover artist was uh, Oliver Coppel and Justin Ponsor. And there's a whole bunch of variant covers. Actually, there's only three by Isad Ribic, Jim, uh, Kim Jongji, and Phil Anoto. So, yeah, not that many. So, what'd you think, Rich? I thought it did what it's supposed to. It's a zero, fills in the players, gets you ready. Then, the, then you read the free comic. I thought that was weird. I thought this comes out after the free comic book day, but you read the free comic book day for one after this because they've already met Ulysses. And in this, we are first introduced to him. He is the new mute or the new inhuman, haha, I said mm-hmm. who has the ability to see the future. And he is going to be weaponized by Maria Hill, probably, and the Avengers. Well, and the probably Inhumans. just Maria Hill. Who knows? Or, well, no, it's... it's. Who do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be Captain Marvel or Ro- Rhodey who's going to do it? I don't know. Uh, most- but we're introduced to She-Hulk in the court of law, and she is defending... Which one that we never see? The Jester? The Jester. The Jester. Yes, because she believes that it was a sting operation in which uh, he was talking to some undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and he was reminiscing about the good old days and they arrested him. And it was this weird thing about fought crime and even though he had the history, he had not done anything. So it was this preemptive sort of minority report kind of thing going on. And Jennifer Walters was uh, arguing that it's you can't do that because he hasn't done anything. Now, what you was know? your problem with that courtroom scene? The problem that I had with that courtroom scene is because she was in her She-Hulk form. Right. And I do not... When um, Dan Slott was writing it, he was very clear that She-Hulk had to... She had to distinct personalities she had her jennifer walters yes which was the you know kind human, of the human mousy. somewhat mousy uh district attorney uh, and then she had the she-hulk which was the adventurer and he had there was this kind of duality that he played with that i thought was very interesting well i guess that was interesting enough because and now you always see her in her she-hulk form it's like she never reverts back so we did a little digging we looked up the She-Hulk written by Charles Sewell. Um, and right away, she is in She-Hulk mode in the courtroom. So this must be something new that they have decided to go with. Well, well it's not going to matter after the number one, probably. But so. the thing that I had a problem Should with... Should be dead. The thing that I had a problem with, though, is that she's arguing this this thing about... You know, he wasn't in costume. He was in his civilian life. This is what he was just thinking oh, about his old stuff. It is Captain Marvel, duh. It was in the free yeah. comic book day. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, but here she's talking about this person, yet she is in this in her adventuring persona. You know, and it's like, are you constantly thinking about adventuring? Is this who you are now? You know, are you always, is in your mind, you always have this pre preemptive uh, thought that you're going to have to be She-Hulk? Because I don't think you need to be She-Hulk to be a better attorney. So that's my, that was my thinking. It's Wouldn't like, you be intimidated by this big, big green exactly, woman staring you know, at you? Or that'd be something else. But I, I just thought it was very weird that she would be in her She-Hulk identity 
while trying someone. I think it would have been more effective for her to be as Jennifer Walters in her human appearance while she was trying to like let people know that you were not, even though you wear a costume and you and you're a hero, you're not. You're not. It's not on twenty four seven. Right. You know, and I think that's that was one of the problems that I had with that. And then he was found guilty anyway, and he was killed in prison. And I was like, what? I have no idea. It seems like this weird minority report things happening with this. And it, the, the whole battle is going to be the whole battle is going to be about thoughts about should we, you know, if this kid saw this future where everything's dead. Should we try to stop this before like preemptive strikes versus, you know, letting it letting time take its course and seeing if it's happening or not. It seems like that's what the Civil War battle is going to be until someone fights each other and Rhodey dies because he's the black guy. Or She-Hulk. Or She-Hulk because she's the green girl. So I really liked that um, in Latveria, due to Doom's no longer being Doctor Doom, there is a struggle. And it's interesting that you know, Latveria is under the United States protections. And then Rhodey gets, you know, given a talk to from the president. Um, that set that up. And then I thought it was weird that Doc Samson, who I don't remember the last time I saw Doc Samson. It was good to see him. It was good to see him. I think he was really big in the whole um, stuff that was going on with Bruce Banner and all that. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It was good to see him. Like I said, um, but I love that they that Bendis touched on the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. I love that he touched on um, the A Force. Uh, he's really dialed into what's going on with Marvel, and I really liked those little. And I'll, see, and that's the thing. He's one or two sentences asking, "How is that? Oh, it's going fine. That's all. Just just an acknowledgement that other shit happens is all most people who like continuity want. It's just someone to say something. You know? I agree with that, and that's why I liked the little part about Latveria because there was a hole left there yep. and they're addressing that. And while we get on the comic book, you know, Marvel and DC about their own continuity, I really feel like Bendis is looking at what's going on while he's writing this book. Now let's talk about the part that I had a problem with. And what part did you have a problem with? Rich? So I read it and then passed it to Coog and he read it and we both had the same question. Another black How president. The hell <laughs> Is this fucking cloud still going? That was months ago. It's just a really heavy fart. It's it's that is one little plot device in this. Maybe it's it's heavier than normal air. Uh huh. Maybe it's alive. So, uh huh. So I don't know, bitch. I don't. I don't write for Marvel. <laughs> we could go into a lot of what's happened in the past when things have happened with clouds going. And it dissipates. That was one of my biggest problems. I know we have to go through this to to get the inhuman, to get them unlocked. It takes a while for it to dissipate. <sighs> no, you know? I have a problem with that. I have, you know, stayed in rooms with you and... You have never stayed in a room with me, so don't even start, <laughs> bitch. You're um, the one. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it being a plot device. Who cares? It's I, a- I know, but it's just maybe had he already changed i don't know i just i was like what is this cloud just going around the world a couple times yes that's what it's doing that's oh, literally what it's doing stupid it's like it's like just kind of going here and there and everywhere you know and i guess it doesn't like 
Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't think it's ever gone to either of the poles. I guess it would just freeze if it went up north or down or down to you know the South Pole. I guess it would just freeze. So I guess it's just kind of sticking to the more like tropical. But yeah. I'm not a meteorologist, mm. so I don't know where it would go. That is the one um, thing that I had a problem with. What do you think about them trying to set up Rhodey to be the president? Well, he's going to die, so. <laughs> well, he won't be a sitting president that dies, so. Um, I don't think he's going to die. No, I really think it's going to be She-Hulk. I, don't, I, uh, I think it probably will be She-Hulk, too. Just because of having her be in it, like, so soon and, and at the beginning. Although Rhodey was in it, too, so I'm like. Uh, the thing that make I know covers don't mean anything, but I, I really think the cover for number three is very telling with the Hulk being all super hulked out with Tony's mask and, you know, trying to kill him. So I don't know. That's just my prediction. I don't know anything yet until we read it. So Frank is going on about how this cloud can't be alive. Are you sure about that? Did you write about the Terrigen, the Terrigen mists? Frank, is that, is that it? I love Frank is like trying to apply like real, like meteorological stuff to because it does. I give him credit because it doesn't make sense. Why? Like they're why? Seriously? 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 I think it's a very poor plot device. Poor plot device. Ugh. There have been other poor plot devices worse than tons. No. Nah. Yes. What? Uh, the whole clone saga, like that whole thing was a horrible plot device with like Jackal and cloning peter parker and all that come on come on it's a cloud it'll it'll run its course they'll destroy it it'll be gone it's fine i don't care <laughs> i really don't care there are so many ways storm could come and just whoosh it up into the atmosphere of course you can't it's alive who said it was ever alive i did when just now why is it alive because it it who why isn't it not alive are we going to really debate the consciousness of the terrigen mist cloud because we can do that we have time. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I just think that. I just think that's a a poorly done plot device. As for this issue, <laughs> um, would, we, no, no, no. That's oh, what our. That's what our. Uh, we are not going to paddle. No, be. we're not. You know, the, oh the, my the god! Evidence pointing to the Terrigen Mist being a live entity. No. Creating. So I life question. If you just picked this up, not reading anything, not knowing anything, what would you have thought of this? Would would you be like, oh, I really want to pick the next issue up? Do you think this gave enough as a zero? Do you think the last page being doom and destruction? Page? Yeah. No, because I didn't know what it was. You know what I thought it was? I thought like I literally thought that he he destroyed everything. You thought he did? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, great. Another Omega-level mutant destroying shit. Ugh. Interesting how his girlfriend turned into some, like, demon beast. See, that's what I mean. I thought, and then his eyes turned red, and I thought he, like, Destroyed did a weird everything Cyclops he- thing. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, another. Because, like, Bendis already told, if, they, if that's what it was, Bendis already told that story in, in X-Men, on all-new X-Men. Remember? With the, the kid, the inhuman kid, or the mutant kid, who Xavier was mind-wiping every oh, so often. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't want to fucking read that story again, if this, if that's the same thing. But if he's just a precog, as you can tell, I haven't read the Zero yet, from uh, the one from Free Comic Book Day. I haven't read that yet. So, so I wanted to wait for this to come out, because I didn't realize I didn't realize you had to read this first. You, I didn't either, until I read this. So, But now I'm like, okay, maybe I'm happy I didn't read it yet, because I wanted to wait until this came out before I read that yeah, one. Yeah, read that. Because I haven't read the Captain America yet because I want to read the Captain America before I read that one. It comes out Wednesday. See? Um, Interesting that he's a human looking. Like, I just think, how convenient. He didn't change. 
But the black girl did. <laughs> I don't know. And she was all happy about it. She's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to change. Do we know? I really thought that they it took longer for the the transformation to happen. Well, their their pods were bigger, too. I thought, see, that's what I thought at first. I thought they were weird ass worms coming out of the Terrigen Mist, but I didn't realize that that was their cocoons because all of the cocoons look different now. You know, I did like She-Hulk jumping up to the um, to the sky to the carrier. Although her impact would have been a lot harder, <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing that I didn't like is like her impact. She jumped from, I'm assuming Manhattan, all the way up to the the, the helicarrier uh, and didn't New make a Jersey. Day. Whatever, and then like she's like daintily lands and puts on her fucking shades and just like, hey girl, she takes hey, off her yeah, she's like, hey Maria, hey, how you doing, girl? And she's like, that guy died, and she's like, okay, <laughs> just like what? Is that what had to happen? Like, oh, and didn't didn't you feel like this whole? She has some Shaka Khan hair too. Didn't, <laughs> didn't you feel like something was missing out of their um their talk? Like a word bubble or something got taken out. It was just an awkward silence. It was weird because you know the gesture thing. What? Nothing. Are you okay? It was just that five words ago. This uh, the whole thing was just weird. Yeah, I it, it the. If you if you and I sat and read this like we did like a play, it wouldn't have made sense. I had no. some problems with yeah, with that, the the uh, whole interchange between well, the two. I think and I think the splash page kind of is weird because if you notice, it's those double page. Like Bendis always instructs his artists for whatever reason to do these these kind of double these large panels with like um, weird panel layouts in, in them, and I'm like that's fine. Although I think it's a little because you can, I think it's for me I think it's a little easier to do. You know, a, a giant spread. You know, but I don't know. Um, so Frank, you're very, you're you're very agitated about these Terrigen Mists. Yeah, I, I think you might have to, you know, see Doc Samson. No, no, I think he might have to like tell us, you know, show us on the doll where the Terrigen Mist touched him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, yikes. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm a little concerned right now, oh. just a little bit, just a little bit. And as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmet. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com. Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. All righty, just a couple more books and then we're out of your hair. I just want to give a special shout out to the Squadron Supreme. I am really enjoying this book. Yes. It's been spectacular. Um... In one book, there's three different storylines going on. Uh, the writer is James Robinson, Leonard Kirk, and Paolo Villan- 
Villanelli were the artists. Paul Neary and Mark Deering were the inkers. Frank Martin and Guru Effects were the color artists. And Travis Lanham is the letter. And let me tell you, uh, it's got a lot going on, but it's all really good. We've got Dr. Spectrum, who wants to kill Black Bolt, but yet she's like, you saved me, I want to know why. You've got Toro, who's now an Inhuman from you know World War II who now wants to kill Dr. Spectrum. There's a lot of killing going on in this book because they killed Namor. You've got Hyperion, a sub little story about Hyperion. And yet you've got the two Nighthawks all in one issue. Amazing. It was so good. I highly recommend this book. All right. So that's our show, everybody. Um, Next week, Rebirth. Yes, I'm very excited for it. Uh, please. Come and get Captain your America copy. number one. Yes, please come and get your copy of Rebirth. It's only $2.99 for 80 pages. Don't let the spoilers spoil you. Go and come and get it. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Geek Geek Geek